Hi, and welcome to today's episode of the Profit Productivity Podcast. It's your host, Michael Tipper. Who else would it be? So today's Monday, and you probably don't need to be told that if you're listening to it today, but if it's Tuesday, you're probably thinking, no, today's not Tuesday, today is Monday, or today's not Monday, today's Tuesday, or maybe even today is Saturday, or if it's a Thursday, then it's been a while since I've done this, and anyway, I don't know why I go off on that one, but anyway, I'm recording this on a Monday. What does that mean? Well, it means it's the start of another week. Now, I'm in the middle of the positive intelligence quotient development work I'm doing with Shirzad Shamin, and we're now into week five. And week five is all about the empathized power of the sage. If you're just catching up or not quite sure what I'm talking about, so Shirzad Shamin has written a book called Positive Intelligence, and it's all about understanding how we are driven by a number of things. And we have this confliction between our saboteurs, led by our judge, and the judge is the criticism of self, or judgment of self, judgment of others, and judgment of circumstances. And that uh, judge is then joined by one of nine saboteurs who then create a set of lies that help us deal with what's ever going on in our life. And generally, it's fear-based, negative emotion-based. And it's basically survival and protection mechanisms uh, that we decide that we need as we grow up as children. And that's our saboteur side. Then you have the sage side. And the sage is where our true self resides. This is where the power of empathy, the the power of innovation, the power of creativity, the power of um, activation, the power of curiosity, um, that resides in that that part of the brain. And they are different parts of the brain. And this whole development is about understanding how to deal with the saboteurs and then how to re-energize and focus our energy on the power of the sage. And so having gone through the first five weeks, or first four weeks, this fifth week is all about the power of the the sage, in particular the empathy power. Now, in his videos today, Shirzad's been talking about why focus on the empathy power. And he says that, uh, and he, he used these words about how He wants us to shift from brutality with ourselves to unconditional love with ourselves. He says the biggest thing he sees with high achievers, high performers, is just how brutal we are with ourselves in trying to drive ourselves to succeed. Because we have have brought into this idea that we need to brutalize ourselves to kick ourselves Kick, or to gra- drag ourselves kicking and screaming towards success because that's the only way the hardship, the, the, the punishment when we get it wrong is the only way to do it. And that just isn't true. Um, I mean, there are some people who achieve success who have that mindset, but they're not happy. And so he talks about empathy with oneself as being the key to moving forward. And he told a story today which I'd not heard before or I can't remember hearing. There were hints of, hints of familiarity that, um, because it's one of these personal development type stories that must have done the, route, done the rounds and I've been around this game for a long time. So I must have heard it somewhere, but I don't consciously remember where I heard it. But there was a, a degree of familiarity about it. And the story was this. Um, in the 1700s, uh, the Burmese army invaded Thailand. And they were a brutal army, um, pillaging and looting and burning and killing people who tried to stop them. They eventually made their way to the capital of Thailand um, and found the the big Buddhist temple there. 
they killed the monks who were protecting it and they basically took anything of value and destroyed anything that wasn't or just left it. And one of the things they left was this big concrete looking statue of a Buddha, of the Buddha. And uh, they just left it there. And so it just stayed there. Um, 200 years later in the 1950s, some workmen were, were looking to move the statue. And as they were trying to move it, it's a big heavy thing, they displaced, uh, they, they damaged it slightly. And what that happened is that the plaster covering, the, the stone or apparent stone covering, gave way and underneath revealed a solid gold Buddha, something like uh, 500 kilograms of 18 karat gold. Um, and so this golden Buddha was underneath this external plaster uh, that had been put there by the monks for all that time, but, but everyone had forgotten about it. And it was only when it was discovered by some workmen damaging it that it suddenly revealed itself. And it was a beautiful, um, a beautiful analogy for what happens to us um, as people, is that we uh, develop this um, uh, facade as a self-protection mechanism driven by our saboteurs who come up with these lies about whether we need to be controlling, whether we need to be perfect, whether we need to be a people pleaser, whether we need to avoid problems in order to have a happy life. And we develop this facade which serves us well in the short term and, and, and seems to be the logical thing to do but doesn't serve us well in the long term. And so it was a beautiful, beautiful story of um, this hidden hidden inside, the, the, the true person that we are. So I was, it was quite, it was like, uh, well, this is quite powerful. Anyway, so that was the context that he was giving about this inner, inner us, the inner you, the inner me, the real me, the true me, the true self, and how this true self has been um, uh, put to one side or, or masked with this facade. And so it's quite interesting uh, listening to that. And so what the exercise we did today as part of this first day's training, because there's always a video at the beginning of the week and then we do a series of exercises for the remainder of the week, was to take a childhood picture uh, pre-13 and then to use, we then used it in a visualisation, which I'll talk through in a second. And I found a picture of myself and my brother. I must have been about five. My brother must have been about three at the time. And I'm sitting there with a big cheesy grin on my face, smiling at the camera um, with my brother on my shoulder. Um, and there's this like innocent looking, joyful, playful, cheeky uh, me just staring out at me from all those years ago. And so that was a picture I chose. And so what he did in the visualization was to get us to reconnect with the, with the, the real me, the real essence that that picture portrays. Because just like the golden Buddha, he's saying is still inside me. It's just about reconnecting with that. And so he talked through this uh, this visualization of getting back in touch, imagining the situation and the scene where I was that child again and noticing how I felt, what I was seeing, what I was feeling and just really getting in touch with that and reminding myself of who I really was back then because who I really was back then is who I really deep down am now. And it was quite a powerful experience. And then what he had us do was was look at a mirror and look at the picture and then look at the mirror and see the fact that the, the person in that picture is still the person inside me, albeit behind years of a facade of 
the saboteurs, the controller, the avoider, the people pleaser, the stickler, um, the victim. And it was quite interesting to go through that experience of, and quite moving actually, I got a little bit teary-eyed as I started to look at this innocent, child, playful, joyful, happy, enthusiastic, cheeky, um, pre all the shit that we have to go through, excuse my French, uh, and all the defence mechanisms we have to put up in place to allow us to survive in, in, in the harsh world as we perceive it as a child. Um, and then to r- reflect and transpose that, well, I say transpose because it's always, I'm still there, it's still me, but hidden behind all these layers. And it was really quite interesting to go back and experience that. Um, I, I have tried mirror-based work in the past, but couldn't do it because I had this self-loathing, this this feeling of uh, inadequacy and this feeling of not being good enough and just this sort of self uh, self-hate almost because of <clears throat> excuse me feeling my inability to uh, address and deal with the challenges I had and just this battle I was having with who with, with myself and the suppression of who I really was to to deal with uh, so I could have all this external stuff wrapped around it to try and find some sense of the world so so I, d- I really struggled with it in the past, but this today I found much, much easier, um, much, much easier to look at this picture and think, that's me. Um, I still have that person inside me, and I've just got to reconnect with that person. And the question um, that he asks is, what could... Um, what could life be like if I was to tap into and be that person again? And he said, think of all the adjectives that person, that, that, that being, that person who is you, portrays. And the one I came out was, was I am joyful or I am joyous. I wasn't sure which one it was. Joyful was the first one that came. And I know I can be a bit serious. I know I can be a bit, um, uh, yeah, I can be a bit serious sometimes. <laughs> Although every so often I do tap into this sort of frivolous, um, playful type, particularly when I'm presenting. Um, but... The question was, what would life be like? And I think for me to tap into that more often, I would have a far happier time. Things would be, I'd be a lot more playful, a lot more joyful, a lot more creative, um, a lot more energizing for other people as I'm, as I'm trying to share the ideas that I find empowering and hopefully they will too. And so it was a real interesting experience. Um, I've not really done the experience justice because it only happened about 15 minutes ago. Um, I've got a meeting with my pod in 25 minutes' time where we're going to talk about this experience. But as I reflect that on myself, just throwing it over to you now, is go and get a picture of you pre-13, as young as you can, sort of like, my. I think I'm five, and find that person and just find that picture and just look at it. Now, don't relive any sort of bad stuff that may have happened in the past. We're just looking at the essence of who is you. And just have a look at that kid and just see how much have you got to dig beyond the surface you to get to that child again. Because that person is there. That you is there. Because that is you. That is the real you. And the concept of having this un- so this, this shift from complete brutality to unconditional love, it's a big shift. And it's really, there's a glimmer of hope as I, as, I, as I talk about this, as I see this, because there's a glimmer of hope where you think, ah, actually, there's something there. So go and have a look at that 
picture of you and go and reconnect with that inner sage the uh, and reconnect and, and and fall back in love with that person who is you um i say do that I, I'm, I'm still trying to do that myself but this is what he's telling us to do so i'm talking just sharing the message in case you're not come across it um and see what happens see what happens um and if you get a mirror as well look at that picture and then look at you and look to see what you see in the picture in you now because it's there he or she is there and see how that feels. Um, it's just see how that feels. So, a um, bit of a deep one there. But that is today's episode. Until tomorrow. <laughs>